What's up, guys? Welcome back to the huddle with Ben and Sam. This week, we're just going to be going over our breakouts and busts from last week, some waiver wire pickups, um, and some stardom sit-ems. Uh, Sam, you want to start off? Yeah. Um, so, you know, the usual, starting off with last week's breakout and bust. Um, so, my breakout pick from last week was Devontae Parker of the Miami Dolphins. Uh, he had a, a pretty favorable matchup against the Jets, and he needed, I think, I believe it was 17 points or more to bust. He had uh, just about 20 points. Um, yeah, it was just a great matchup for him. He was getting the targets, had 14 targets, very productive against that Jets secondary. So good pick there. Yeah. Uh, my pick, Wayne Gowman. He's, I really loved him ever since he started uh, starting for the Giants. He, he was going to have to get 15 points to break out, uh, and he got 18. So he, that was correct. Yeah, he had a pretty good all-around game, and he's actually been like very good for the Giants. I think he's part of the reason they've been performing at least better than they were um, at the start of the season and might even make it to the playoffs. Yeah, you know, I think Wayne Gallman, in addition to just his – um, his overall production and the big games he's had, it's the consistency that's really amazing to me because, you know, I mean, you don't even see this type of consistency for some starting backs, like without injury. Obviously, Wayne Gallman isn't starting back, but you don't see you don't see this type of production for many guys and this type of consistency too. And, I mean, he's a little bit touchdown dependent, but he's getting a good amount of goal line carries each game. He's a reliable option. He's a three-down back for them. Um He's been he's been great for the team and a great fantasy pickup because of the position he's in. Yeah, he was really the player that the Giants needed because at the start of the season they were getting held up, at, like right before, like in the red zone they were getting held up and they ended up just having to kick field goals over and over and over again. Um, but now that they have Wayne Gallman, they've been able to keep going after that twenty yard line and result in a touchdown, and that's been better for him and the team. Yeah, no question. So, Coles, who was with us last week, is not with us this week, but we're still going to go over his breakout and bust pick. Uh, so his breakout pick was Travis Fulgham of the Philadelphia Eagles, who we said needed 17.5 points or more to break out. Unfortunately for Coles and for Fulgham fantasy owners, he did the opposite. He uh, had busted pretty badly with 3.6 points in PPR leagues. Um, and his... It's really weird because his first five games that he started had over 10 points uh, in all those games. And then since coming off the bye week, he hasn't had over four points in one game. And it's, I mean, we talked about it early in the season when he was just starting to like pick up speed is that the wide receiver situation in Philadelphia is so volatile. Like you, it's so hard to find a reliable, consistent guy for like all 16 games who's going to be there for you. And unfortunately, I think Fulgham's kind of fallen victim to that trend. Yeah, I think also part of his problem is their QB problem in general um, because Carson Wentz just hasn't been performing like any way they expected. He's been pretty horrible for them. Um, so they've been trying to switch it up, and I think that's detrimental to Fulgham's, I guess, production. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. You know, Jalen Hurts has been slowly getting more involved in the offense. And, you know, 
it's possible that we'll see him taking the starting job soon. You know, there's lots of lots of chatter about that around the league. Um, and, you know, as we've seen time and time again this season and even before the season, you know, when a new quarterback comes in, the targets, the target share completely switches up. So it could be even more detrimental to Fulgham. I mean, assuming this is a, this is a hypothetical, assuming that happens, could he be even more detrimental to Fulgham or it could bring him back to the uh, production he had at the beginning of the season? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, all right, moving on to my bust pick was Robert Woods, who needed less than eight fantasy points to uh, be considered a bust. And that was wrong. Uh, so he was playing the 49ers, who had Richard Sherman back this week, and even without Richard Sherman, have had a pretty elite defense, you know, and which is pretty impressive considering all the injuries they've had still being a top defense and with Sherman back, um, you know, that's, that's even worse for opposing offenses. Um, my reasoning here, Cooper cup is the obvious number one in uh, LA and Robert Woods is the clear number two. So, um, but I thought that, you know, maybe a bit of recency bias because of his performance the week before um, there was just no way he could get locked up. And that was uh, not true. Uh, so Woods actually ended up having the big game, and Cup was the one who was locked down by the Niners' defense. So wrong wrong there. Yeah, I saw your logic when you were picking it, but I, I didn't really agree with you. I, I thought since he was playing so well, I think he's just going to continue on that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so for my bust last week, I picked Allen Robinson, who scored a lot more than I thought. Um, he... Uh, he needed eight less than eight points to bust, and I think didn't he get twenty seven? Yeah, he did. Hell of a pick there, Ben. Yeah. Uh, so if you benched him, it was probably really good for your team, um, and you probably won your game because of it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm sorry there. <laughs> yeah, you know, free a Rob. Honestly, he he deserves a better situation. He, he is one of those few guys, you know, he's not regarded necessarily as one of the top, top wide receivers in the league, but, you know, he is one of the very few guys in the league who has been consistently one of the top guys in the league in a horrible situation. You know, like, the Bears can never seem to get it going on offense, whether it's the running game or the passing game, especially the QB situation. I mean, they have a pretty good receiving core, and it's just, I feel bad for him and all the receivers, but, I mean, to see him putting up these numbers given his circumstances, is really a testament to how great of a player he is. Yeah. Um, so for Colts' bust, what he picked Alvin Kamara, which was a really good pick. He needed under 15.5 points to bust. Um, so, yeah, he was correct. He, I think he only had, like, five points. Six. Something like six? Yeah. He had six points. Um, really bad for him. And it, again, this is just because of the QB situation and he's not getting those check down plays. Um, he's really only getting like, like getting targets in the run game and that's it. Yeah. You know, I, I gotta say, I said it last week when Coles made the pick, I, I completely agreed with it, but didn't want to because I've come here on one of my teams. I mean, and the problem is, even though I completely agreed with it, Albert Kamara is one of those guys that you you just can't bench him. Like, obviously, it would have panned out well for you if you had benched him. But, like, 
I completely believe that he was going to bust this week, and still you kind of got to start him just because of the production he's had. Um, but we're going to talk about him more later in the episode and um, what the situation in New Orleans means for him and his fantasy production going forward. Um, but, yeah, good pick by Coles there. Uh, yeah. So next up, we're going to do some waiver wire pickups for this week. So starting it off, Sammy Watkins. Um, he's the Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver. He's only owned in 34.4% of leagues. Um, so last week he had seven targets, which is a good amount, especially with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey on this team. Um, and Tyreek Hill having that amazing game that he had last week. Um, but I think part of the reason that this is happening is because T- Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are so heavily guarded. Um, and so it kind of frees him up for uh, those types of plays that he gets. Um, Denver struggles, really struggles covering wide receivers too. Um, and they've, they've let two of the last three players to score 20 points on them to be wide receivers too, which is pretty surprising. Yeah, I mean, they just – Denver I mean, had a little more hope for the, their defense this season, but they don't have a really deep secondary, so that's kind of makes sense. Um, Sammy Watkins, is he's a guy I like. I'm kind of torn on him, you know, because he is being, like you said, his situation in Kansas City where you're competing for targets with Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, two of the best at their position, um, and two of the best just pass catchers in the league. Um, but he has he has big play potential, and that it's not that's not great in a reliable starter, but in a waiver wire pickup, that's honestly kind of promising. Um, you know, the only thing is that last week, like you said, seven targets is really good, but catching only four of them for 38 yards, not great. You know, you if he's getting seven targets from Patrick Mahomes in a system where uh, Tyreek Hill is having the game of his life and Travis Kelsey is being the consistent player that he is, and if you're lucky enough to get those seven targets and you only put up 7.8 points, it's kind of disappointing, honestly. Um but we'll see if he can keep those numbers up, keep those target numbers up, and uh, catch some more passes and keep those fantasy numbers up. Yeah. Um, so moving on is a guy who was uh, a pretty hot topic of discussion earlier in the season. as uh, probably one of the biggest busts this season. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say maybe the biggest bust this season is T.Y. Hilton, um, who we haven't even really heard about recently. Because he's kind of become obsolete in the fantasy world. I mean, despite being the clear number one going into the season on his team. Um, so, you know, he's only owned, he's not owned in most leagues, owned in 45% of leagues. And, you know, the reason I like him is be- because he was the clear number one. And that has nothing to do with his production so far this season, which has been pretty horrible. I mean, those are his biggest downsides. He's only had one game with over four receptions. And he's stuck around five to six targets per game, which for a, a wide receiver one, which I don't think he is anymore, um, is not good at all. But um, because he he has been that guy in the past, I feel like he has breakout potential each week. Um, last week, you know, maybe a bit of an anomaly because he had a couple big plays and a big touchdown, giving him uh, like 18, 19 points. Um but yeah, I think he has for a waiver wire pickup. I think he has 
good breakout potential week in and week out. Yeah, for me, I just don't really trust this guy based on how he's playing earlier this year. It's kind of sad to see because I used to love him. I had him on my fantasy team a few years ago, and he was like one of my favorite players because of that. Um, but now he's just not the same person he was back then, and he's not playing as well. So I just don't think he's a great option for your team really in any case. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't really – I don't trust him to be consistent either. But just because of the role that he has played, I think there's potential there. Yeah, I see that. Um, so next up is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, so he is owned in 13.4% of leagues. Um, and Tua is out because of a thumb injury. So Fitz is going to start again. Um, I loved him earlier this season. He played pretty well. He was my uh, QB2 on my team. Um, and based on earlier this year, we know that he's a good fantasy option if you don't have a better QB. Um, last week, he had 257 passing yards with two touchdowns, um, and he's had pretty consistent numbers, putting up more than 19 points in five out of the six games he started. So I, I think he's a pretty good option for your team, especially if you're struggling um, with QBs. Um, yeah, I mean, this is definitely – I don't think anyone's thinking this is a – a long-term guy for the rest of the season because obviously two is only out one more week and Fitz is the backup. Um, but like you said, he's been consistent. I mean, following the storyline, it was a really interesting story of how, how well he was playing and then just suddenly being benched to let two a start. Um, but like you said, he, he's been really consistent this season this week playing a below average defense in the, uh, um, in the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. And, yeah, just because of his consistency, the ton of upside. I mean, for a waiver wire pickup owned in less than 15% of leagues, if you're in need of a quarterback this week, he's your guy, no question. Yeah. Um, so moving on is a guy who – I mean, we talked about Kamara a tiny bit earlier, and we'll talk about him more later. But the guy who's really been stealing that production from Kamara is Latavius Murray, who is owned in only 46% of leagues. And he – I mean, I think I group him in the same boat as J.D. McKissick, is that he's one of the only – and Kareem Hunt. Sorry, Kareem Hunt too. Is like some of the only RB2s to be decent fantasy options even when they're not starting. I mean, he played well even when that Kamara and Breeze connection was going strong and Kamara was the number one back in fantasy. Um, and even throughout that time, he was the clear lead in the running game. I mean, it's kind of, kind of weird to think that the number one – running back in fantasy isn't the like lead runner on their team. But I mean, that's been the case all season. And, you know, since Breeze's injury and Taysom Hill coming in, they've leaned on the run game a lot more. Um, and he's benefited from that having over 10 fantasy points each game since Breeze's injury. And he's had more rushing attempts than Kamara in each game. And I expect that as much as I want to see Kamara get back to that level he was at, I, I expect Murray's production to continue at this level just because the the situation he's in. Yeah, just like you said, it's like he is the one who is actually playing in the run game when Kamara is really only in that pass game. And we've seen that Kamara can't really produce the same when he is trying to be a part of the run game. 
Um, so I think in weeks going forward, this same thing is going to keep going on. Yeah. Uh, next up, Michael Gallup. He is the wide receiver for the Cowboys, owned in 41.4% of leagues. Um, and he's proven to be like a target that Andy Dalton pretty much likes a good amount. Um, he had eight targets last week, which is okay. Um, and he's a pretty good flex option for bigger leagues, having most of the time 10 points when Dalton is starting. Uh, but I really wouldn't expect very big numbers from him, uh, being that he hasn't scored over 15, and, like I think, at all this season. But I think definitely a good flex option. Yeah, I mean, he this pickup sort of reminds me of T.Y. Hilton in a sense is that Michael Gallup going into the season was on a lot of guys' radar as being, like, one of the biggest sleeper picks uh, in fantasy. And obviously he's not to blame for his lack of production thus far because of Dak's injury. Um, but, yeah, the, the potential is certainly there. I mean, the one thing I'll say is that we were talking about how the Cowboys receiver's target share was going to switch up when Dalton took over. And it seems like each week that he plays, we see a new guy and we're like, oh, you know, Amari Cooper got 10 targets this game. CeeDee Lamb got eight targets this game. It's like, he, he, this is his guy, you know? And honestly, it hasn't – none of those guys have really panned out as a clear number one, except Amari Cooper, obviously, who's been the clear number one for Dallas. Um, but, yeah, it hasn't been a huge shakeup. I just – I worry about his consistency, but – because of his raw talent and potential, uh, he has a ton of potential to be a, a great pickup for you. Yeah. Um, bro, so next up, I, I don't know what you're doing, bro, but there's like some clicking thing in your sound. Uh, okay. I don't hear it, but whatever. Right. Um, so next up, our breakout and bust for this week. Um, all right, so getting it started, my breakout for the week is Jarvis Landry. We're saying he needs 16 or more fantasy points to be considered a breakout. Um, I like this pick for a few reasons. First, um, probably the, the most obvious one, he's playing a bottom five passing defense in the Tennessee Titans. Um, and, you know, we've seen that he, he was the he was a uh, close second, but still a second nonetheless with OBJ playing. Um, but since OBJ has gone out with his ACL injury, his production has increased. Um, you know, in recent games against two similar passing defenses to the Titans in terms of the yards per game, he's had 11 targets in each of those games, those being against the Raiders and the Jaguars. Um, so I, I, I really like, I mean, and again, those are very comparable teams to the comparable defenses, uh, rather, to the Titans. So I think the targets and the production is going to be there this week. Um, this is going to be a very offensive game, so there's going to be a lot of potential, probably pretty high scoring. Um, and if Baker can keep playing at a pretty, a pretty a decently high level, there's a lot of potential for him to break out this week. Yeah. So for my breakout this week, I'm picking Nelson Aguilar, who needs 15 points or more to break out. Um, so this week he has a pretty favorable matchup against the Jets. Um, and he's been getting like good amounts of targets. We've seen him play pretty well in weeks past. The only thing I'd say about him 
is that he's questionable for this week with an ankle injury. I might be wrong. But if he does play, I think he could definitely get over the, this 15 points, as he's done in weeks past. Um, but I think he's a great option as, as a flex, in, especially in bigger leagues. Uh, but I think if, you, if he's on the waivers, you should also look at, look at him too. Yeah, I mean, I like this pick. You know, the Raiders receiving core has been a little shaky this year, um, just in terms of who the targets and who their main guy is. Um, but he has he has a good matchup, and for all the reasons you said, there's um, it, it's looking good for him to break out this week. Um, so moving on to the busts, my bust pick is Juju Smith Schuster, who will be playing a top five passing defense in the Washington football team uh, this coming week. Um, and the thing that I think is going to hurt his production is that he isn't necessarily the clear number one option for the Steelers, especially with how Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool have been playing. But I think he's generally guarded uh, in man schemes. He's guarded by the opposing team's number one corner. So that's just going to be limiting his production, you know, like not being the number one guy for targets and being guarded by the best uh, defensive back on the, on the other team is not a recipe for success at all. Um, nonetheless, he's been playing pretty well this season. Um, but I think for breakouts, he's somewhat touchdown dependent. Um, so against a good defense, if he's not getting those those big plays and those touchdowns, those red zone targets, there's a very good chance that he could bust this week. Yeah, I I, I have to agree here. Um, in past weeks, we've seen that he has been guarded by the number one um, defensive option, and that's what's been holding him back from scoring the same way he did last year. Um, so, yeah, I think you're totally right here. So, for my bust, I picked Tyler Lockett, who I picked a few weeks back, who sadly didn't get me a bust, but was very close. Um, but last week, he had a disappointing 5.3 points. Um, and we've seen him play this way for the f- past few weeks. Um, and he's playing a good Giants defense, and I think if they play the right person on him, then he's going to get the same amount again. Um, he's been really, really on and off this season, and he's a great player, but I just don't think he can produce the same amount as he was maybe the first few weeks. Uh, right. Now. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Tyler Lockett's a guy who week in and week out is either going to put up 30 points or three points. And, you know, for all the reasons you just mentioned, I think he's much more likely to put up like 30 points this week. Um, so I definitely agree with that pick. Yeah. Uh, so next up, moving on, we're going to have uh, uh, some stardom sit players. So starting it off, Naheem Hines. Um, Sam, what do you think? He's a star for me, definitely. Um, not only is he playing a bottom five run defense in the Houston Texans, um, you know, he, his involvement hasn't been huge in the run game, but the passing game, he's been great as a as a receiving back. Um, and so especially in PPR leagues, great production there, and I think that's going to continue this week. Yeah, just like you said, um, we, he's playing a pretty bad – uh, defense, and I think he's going to break out this week. Not break out, but <laughs> <play> well. <laughs> uh, next up, Marvin Jones. Um, he is, I mean, I'm, I'm a little conflicted on this one 
but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say you start him uh, because Kenny Galladay is still out. Um, yeah, I mean, just as Matthew Stafford's a very underrated quarterback, even though he's playing a pretty good passing defense in the Chicago Bears. Um, I just think being the number one receiver, especially with a guy like Matthew Stafford throwing you the ball, is is too good to at least to pass up for at least like being a flex position. Yeah, I'm actually gonna say sit him here. Uh, I just I he hasn't really been like as good as I thought he was gonna be. He's good, but I just don't think that um, against like the Bears defense, he's gonna be like this producing the same way that he would be against another defense. Um, next up, Tyler Boyd. Um. Tyler Boyd, I'm going to go start. You know, he's not in a great situation now, obviously, with Burrow's injury. You know, in the first game since Burrow's injury, uh, he caught only three passes for 15 yards, putting up 4.5 fantasy points. Not not good at all for him. Um, but I think just because the talented player he is and the production he's had, he's going against, a, like, a pretty average Miami secondary. Um, he, he's still a start for me. Yeah, he's a start for me too. I I just don't think you can really bench him against an average defense, like you said. Um, and he hasn't been playing. I guess he hasn't been playing very bad uh, with Joe Burrow out. So I think yeah, definitely still keep him on your roster. Um, next up, Evan Ingram. Um, I'm gonna have to go. Listen, I I don't like his matchup. This I I mean I don't like his matchups going forward and even his production as a player. But just because of how dry the tight ends are, I mean, it's like, who are you going to start over him? So he's a start for me. Yeah, he's a start for me. Uh, he was big in the game last week. And he the Seahawks do have a pretty good uh, tight end defending uh, secondary. But I just – I think that he will be able to produce – no, I mean, maybe not the same amount as he did last week, but at least a good amount um, compared to earlier in the season. Next up, Taysom Hill. Um, Taysom Hill is definitely a he's a start for me. I mean, depends on your QB situation, but I think in general, um, just speaking from the standpoint of his matchup, he's playing the Falcons, who he played just two weeks ago in his first game starting, where he put up 24 fantasy points. I think the big thing here is going to be, can he can he throw? Like he, didn't, he still hasn't thrown for any touchdowns this season, which is a bit concerning. Um, and he's ran for four rushing touchdowns since he's been starting at quarterback. But I think um, if he can be more productive in the air and throw for some touchdowns against Atlanta, he's going to have great production this week. Yeah, I liked him last week. You were a little... Uh, scared to start him last week, but um, I think he's a good option, especially if you don't have a solid QB in your lineup. Uh, I think he's a start this week, um, and I think he will be a start going forward just because of how many touchdowns he scores rushing. Um, and then also, like, he's been able to actually, yes, he hasn't thrown a uh, thrown touchdown yet. But he's been able to move the ball downfield to get him into a place where he can um, at least run it in. 
Um, and we've seen that the running game hasn't been a big part of it too. So he's definitely been able to throw the ball downfield, which is good. Sure. Next up, Travis Fulgham. Um, Travis Fulgham, I mean, we talked about him a little bit earlier with uh, being Coles' breakout pick. Um, I just – I think he's too risky to start this week. The potential obviously is there, and we've seen that early in the season. He's playing a pretty average Green Bay secondary. Um, but the fact of the matter is we don't even know what the quarterback situation is in Philadelphia. As of right now, it's still seeming like Carson Wentz is their guy. But that could – like it's very possible that that could change uh, before before their game. Um, and even if he does – even if Carson Wentz stays is their, their starter in uh, in the – Three games coming off the bye, Travis Fulgham hasn't put up over four points. So just because of consistency worries, I feel like you're gonna it's gonna be pretty hard to not find a better option to start over Fulgham this week. Yeah, uh, exactly like you said. I, I think it's gonna be a sit, um, just because he doesn't. We don't really know what's going on with their QB situation, and no matter what what way it goes, I. Th- don't think it's in his favor. Carson Wentz hasn't been playing well, and we don't really know how he'll fit in if um, the other guy starts. I forget his name, but um, yeah, we just don't we we can't know. So that's what um, I all right. So moving on to our our last segment of the week is going to be those week thirteen storylines, things uh, that maybe happened last week, or just things to be aware of and monitor. Uh, going into this week and beyond. Um, before we start, or I guess as we start, um, this is a very serious topic here. Will Fuller was suspended for use of PEDs, and now this is this is very had, had a very big effect on me because I have him in every single one of my leagues, and he was, <laughs> I believe, wide receiver seven at the time of his suspension. And my God, was this guy? I mean, this is a guy who. I loved as a sleeper pick going into the season and drafted him and thus drafted him in every single one of my leagues because it made, like he's a wide receiver one with the Sean. I mean, everything, the, the stars were aligning perfectly for him. Um, with that being said, I am now very upset. But before I go on too big of a rant, uh, Ben, how do you think his suspension affects the value of Deshaun Watson and his production going forward? Well, I, I just don't think Deshaun Watson's going to be as good. I think he does have a have okay options with Cooks, um, but I just I, I can't see him producing nearly as much as he would with um, Fuller. So I think his value is definitely going to go down, and that's that's really, really big for a lot of fantasy teams because – a lot of people rely on him for a good 20 points every week. Um, so if he's not getting that, say he's only getting like 15, your team's going to take a big loss. And that five points could be win or lose, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, that's you know? a great point. I mean, I also I would like to mention that I'm not at all salty about me now losing out on the 70 points I have from Watson and Fuller combined last week. It's whatever. I'm not mad. Um, yeah, I think Watson is an amazing amazingly talented player and he's a top five quarterback in the league right now. I mean, you could argue either way, but in my eyes, he's a top five quarterback in the league right now. Um, but it's important to know, like 
his production, he's had a great receiver. He's had, he's had a great receiver or multiple great receivers for his entire career. You know, he had D-Hop and Will Fuller, two amazingly talented guys. Um, D-Hop obviously left last season, and now he had Will Fuller. Um, but he's really leaned on those guys for the production. Like, you don't really see the production as much from the other guys like Brandon Cooks, Kiki Kuti. Um, so I, I, I just don't see – I don't see him being able to maintain the level of play he had while leaning on these guys that he hasn't really relied on for the the previous parts of the season. Um, yeah. All right, our next one is Alvin Kamara. Uh, we talked about him earlier. We said we'd talk about him a little more later, so this is that time. Um, obviously, since Drew Brees' injury, there's been lots of concerns over his production, namely the lack of receptions now. Um, and his uh, continued uh, little involvement in the run game. So, I mean, what's the outlook on him going forward? So, I mean, I I don't know exactly when Breeze is coming back, and hopefully it's soon because I have him on one of my teams. Actually, two of my teams, I think. Um, And it's, it's hard to see it. Like, he's not getting the same receptions, as we said earlier, um, Breeze loves to throw a little dunker pass to him, and he'll take it for, like, 5, 10 yards, which is great for him. Um, but he's just not getting those plays anymore. And then he's, as we've seen, he's just not the best runner when he's taking the ball. Like, he just, he can't, he can't perform the same way he was with this QB situation. Um, I wouldn't say to get rid of him, just because how good he was at the start of the season. But I think it really all depends when Breeze is coming back. And if yeah, I mean, back. the thing for him, I, I agree with what you said, everything about the production. In terms of, like, selling him, you know, it's probably very enticing for a lot of Camara owners right now, especially if, you know, heading into playoffs, you're in need of, like, that guy to give you 20 points uh, any given week. Um but the thing with Kamara is it's no secret that his production has fallen off because of Drew Brees' injury. And it's no secret that his 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 production is going to stay low as long as Drew Brees is injured. So for that reason, you're not going to get a ton of value for him if you try to trade him. And with that being said, I think Drew Brees is poised to come back week 14 or 15. Um, but, I mean, either way, as of right now, he'll, he'll come back in the playoffs. And... Kamara, I said this at the beginning of the season, and I'm still saying it now, he's going to be a guy who wins leagues for people. And once Drew Brees comes back, he's going to go back to his old self, and he's going to put up 20 to 30 points a game because that's just the production we've been seeing from him in his situation. So definitely don't get rid of him because, you know, down the line later in the season, he's going to return to his form that he had earlier in the season. My thing is, like, do you trade him to – maybe a team that didn't make it the playoffs. Uh, like, this is just, like, a strategy sense, like standpoint. But, like, trade into a team that didn't make the playoffs, maybe get, like, some of their great guys. You can maybe, like, get some depth in your team. Like, for me, I don't really have a great flex option. So maybe get, like, a like a solid running back two and, like, a – I don't know, like a flex. Yeah. And I mean, it's also important work. to know a we'll lot see. of leagues have trade deadlines that have either already passed or are going to pass very soon. So selling isn't an option for a lot of people. 
Um, but the point is taken. Um, yeah. So our last our last story discussion point of the week is David Montgomery's performance last week against the Packers. Um, I mean, obviously this was a breakout performance for him, but how sustainable is this performance? And like, has it actually significantly impacted his value in any way? Um, I just, I mean, I don't, I don't really trust him just because of how like iffy his team is. Uh, I mean, I, I just haven't like, he's been kind of on and off and yes, he had a good week last week, but does, I don't think if it changes much because we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, like he had averaged 9.4 yards per carry last week against the Packers and had his first hundred yard rushing game of the season. But it's very important to realize that that almost all, I mean, more than half of that came off of a 57 yard run and like the first drive, their first offensive drive of the game. You take that away. He like, he now has a uh, 46 yard game and he's running for 4.6 yards per carry. Um, and like you said, like just the consistency issues with the not really his fault because I really like him as a player, but with his line, you know, there's it's there's just no possibility for consistency there. Um, the one thing I will say is I do really like his involvement in the run game that he had five receptions for forty yards uh, and a touchdown. That hasn't been so it's something we've seen a little bit of this season. Um, but if that can continue, um, he'll be he'll be in a really great spot. Um, yeah. Oh. All right. So that's going to be it for this week. Uh, I hope you enjoyed. Good luck in your games. It's playoff time now. So, yeah. Bye. <laughs>